Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. You're listening to the Irish Times Inside Politics podcast. It's Wednesday, May the 17th, and you're very welcome to this special podcast from the Irish Times politics team. Within the last hour, the Taoiseach, Enda Kenny, has said that he will be stepping down as leader of Fine Gael. A new Fine Gael leader will be announced on Friday, June the 2nd, following a competition that says yet unclear exactly who will be in that competition. But it's pretty common knowledge that the two main protagonists will be Simon Coveney and Leo Varadkar. A little bit earlier, I talked to Fia Kelly from our political staff who's been doing a lot of preparatory work about the competition which is just about to take place. Fiuk, you've been working very hard over the last few weeks on something which uh, I like to call Project Blue Shirt. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's one way of putting it. This is a tool that's running on our website and will be up there for the next three weeks for the duration of this campaign to assess and provide our readers with an ongoing assessment of how we think the race is running. So as people may know at this stage, this contest is going to be decided by an electoral college split into three, which gives different voting weights to different uh, arms of the Fine Gael party, if you like. So, for example, the parliamentary party, TD, senators, MEPs, they're allocated 65% of the voting strength. They very much have the whip hand in this process. The rank and file members, of which we believe there are around 25,000 entitled to vote, the parties yet to determine that final figure, they get 25%. The councillors, there are around 230 of those around the country, they get 10%. So as you can see, there's a different blend of votes here. So what we've done on the Irish Times website is we've set up a leadership tracker that as this contest goes on, we will be able to see the various strengths in the Electoral College, apart from the membership, because it's obviously quite difficult for us to keep track of about 25,000 people around the country going to vote. But... We can see how the TDs are voting. We can see how the councillors see how the councillors are voting. And together, they account for seventy five percent of seventy five percent of electorate. And you would think that the councillors might give a broad indication of how the membership at large is thinking. Yeah, let me ask you about that actually. Because I was on a discussion with somebody about this yesterday. Uh, the councillors might map to some extent to the votes from the from the party members. Is it possible that the the members of the parliamentary party might vote as well? In other words, if you're a TD from X constituency and you throw your lot in with one camp mm. or the other, is it likely you're going to bring your local common and supporters with you? Possibly, but I think the considerations that TDs and senators have are far different to the consideration councillors have. TDs and senators and MEPs are looking at what is this leader going to do for me? So if I'm a TD in a constituency, my primary concern is probably what way is my constituency colleague voting? What are my prospects of getting into cabinet or getting a job? Whereas the councillor is probably looking at who's going to save my seat at the next election. Now, TDs will think of that as well. Who's going to, you know, appeal to a wider membership? I think the councillors perhaps are a more accurate reflection of how the membership might be going. They're quite close and they talk to them all the time. Whereas TDs, I think it's more... 
what's going to happen to me in Leinster House. So I'm looking at the nitty gritty of this. We have this tool open before me on the on a laptop here, and you can go in constituency by constituency and have a look who the who the relevant you know the relevant politicians related to that constituency where they stand. So just for the sake of argument, we opened up Dublin Bay South here, which has two Finnegal TDs. Maybe you just tell hmm. us what what yeah, the story two, is there. Dublin Bay South has two Finnegal TDs. Owen Murphy, who's a minister of state for finances, Leo Varadkar's campaign chairman. So we all know what way he's going to vote. Vote. The second uh, Finnegal TD in the constituency is Kate O'Connell, very prominent and strong supporter of Simon Coveney. She's helping to organise his campaign. <coughs> so if you click into our leadership tracker, you'll see the way it's broken down. You'll see that on the Coveney side, we have Owen Murphy classified as, or on the Varadkar side, Owen Murphy classified as definitely voting for Leo Varadkar. We have um, Kate O'Connell down as definitely voting for Simon Coveney. So therefore, in the bar at the top of the page, they account for 0.9% each. So 0.9% of the vote for Simon Coveney, 0.9% of the vote so for Leo So every Parker. member of the parliamentary party is 0.9% of every, the overall yeah, electorate. Every councillor is far less significant, but they do have a say. They're 0.04% or there or thereabouts, but they're a good way of assessing the membership. So at the moment, we've just launched this. The data obviously is, is incomplete. How much have you got so far? We've got about, let me think, I think we've got, well, I'm looking at the weighting total. So between councillors and um, TDs, we're at the moment putting a 20% to Leo Varadkar, 14% to Simon Coveney. There, thereabouts. That that will change as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so as this, uh, like I found in preparing for this, a lot of people are kind of reticent to say uh, who they are, or were reticent to say who they're voting for so because the, the vacancy hasn't arisen. Yeah, so just, the vacancy, just talk to me about it. You have phoned all these people. Really? Yes. Have you, or as many as, po- as, as, many as, many as possible, possible as you can as get many through as possible. So, uh, And so you phone them up, you say, hi, Fiat Kelly from the Irish Times, and they say, oh, how are you, Fiat? Yeah. going? And then you... And I say, look, this is like, you know, this happened a number of weeks ago, so I said, look, the contest will probably happen in the next few weeks, and I ask mm. who you're voting for mm. when the time comes. So a lot of people said, look, I've no problem telling you, uh, I'm voting for this, that, and the other. But I, some people said I'd appreciate if you didn't publicise it until the time comes, which obviously is correct. A lot of people now said, if you don't mind, I'll wait until the vacancy happens. I have a lot of respect for Enda Kenny. So that reflects in the fact that we've a lot of undecideds in there, vast majority of undecideds. And then a lot of people said, I don't know if there are going to be only two candidates. There might be more than three, so then I'll make up my mind. So with that in mind, this isn't just going to be, this is what it looks like in day one. This is going to develop as the three weeks go on. So let's say, for example, a big moment, a big minister comes out and declares for either candidate. We will update our tracker with that 0.9% of the vote and it will go on and on. Now, there may be a couple of double crosses along the way. There may be someone we have in one column who switches the other column that will reflect with the percentages as well. And do you anticipate that as we move towards the election itself, I mean, obviously, more people will align themselves at one camp or another, but presumably there'll be quite a lot who will just want to keep their powder dry, won't there? There will. There will be a, fo- a couple of people who will not want to declare what way they're voting. But this is where we're going to stick our neck out at the end of this process, that we have a category in there called estimate. So we have definite vote, estimate vote. That won't come into play probably until the last few days of the campaign, although we may do beforehand. That will be if there's a TD saying, I have made my mind up, but I'm not telling you who I'm voting for, which a number of them will. In that instance, we will use our own journalistic analysis and research by ringing people going, look, who do you think that person is voting for? Oftentimes people can tell. The classic way of doing it is a TD is refusing to say who they're voting for. You go to Camp A, to Coveney Camp, do you know who that person's voting for? They say, yeah, we think they're voting for Varadkar, but not telling us. If you go to Varadkar's camp, they'll say, we think they're voting for us. So if both camps say, we think that person's going that way, we will put them in 
estimate for Radcar. Right. Although it's in the interest of the camps to claim as many supporters as possible to show that they have momentum and to convince waverers to go with the winning side. Yeah, of course. But there is there's there's a way that there's oftentimes in a way a way of acknowledging the inevitable that like look we think that guy is with the other side. But that's a call we will make towards the end of the process, uh, and we will hopefully by the time ballots are being cast in this have an idea of what way the contest is going. So this may be a slightly unfair question, but given that you have it at 20% mm. to uh, 14% in favour of Varadkar mm. at the moment, albeit at a very low mm. level, is that in any way representative of your sense of where the, where, where the, the contest is at right now? I think that's where it is at. Um, the Varadkar people say, look, we have much more strength in the parliamentary party and they would argue that this, this reflects that. The Coveney argument is... A lot of our people kept their powder dry because there are people who have gone, been through the mill of Fine Gael heaves and leadership con- contests in the past and they see how the device of it is. They believe that more of their people will declare as the time goes on. So the Coveney argument is we will catch up as, as, this, as this goes on. The other thing we must point out is we're not accounting for the 25% of the membership. Indeed. That is an aspect we have to acknowledge. But we do hope to have in the coming days a map showing you where the clusters of members are around the And they country. are clustered, aren't they? They're not They're, evenly spread across the country. No, like you would, for example, for obvious reasons, you would have a large cluster of members in Mayo. It's a very active organisation. Where there's a powerful TD, you would have an active organisation. So we will get an, a, we will get a readout of that hopefully in the coming days. Interestingly, I thought, proportion 30% or so. There the are apparently a lot in, of Munster, in, but there's a lot of councillors in Munster. If you look at the, the councillor bases, a lot of council members, councillors tend to bring members. Because Fine Gael didn't have a good election last time. Out yes, but they did. Well. They, they had a very poor general election in Munster, which is mm. an argument used by the Coveney campus why you shouldn't, or the Varadkar campus why you shouldn't vote for Coveney. But there are a lot of councillors in on Cork County Council and, and a few in Cork City Council. So for this purpose of this election, there are still people, we'll have, there are still votes on there. We'll have plenty of time to dig into this. But is does geography play a role in terms of the fact that Leo Varadkar is a Dublin TD and Simon Coveney is a is a Cork TD? Yes, that, abs- absolutely. Like you, 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 if you look at the Cork City Council vote, it's obviously all for one person. Cork County Council massively in favour of Coveney, Fingal massively in favour of Varadkar. But and here's what I found interesting: that I thought that there were more votes that Coveney was picking up in Dublin among councillors than perhaps Faradkar was in Munster. It's an interesting reflection. Talked to a couple of people in the city council who haven't declared their votes. Going, yeah, you'd think we'd be voting for, the, for Leo Faradkar, but we were impressed with Simon Covey in the housing front. Now, when people look at these kind of um, uh, contests normally in a political party, or when I say normally, I mean in other mm. other countries where they, maybe they do things somewhat differently, they might say, well, this is the left wing of the party and this is the right wing of the party and this person's a conservative and this person's more social justice warrior or yeah. whatever it might be. Does any of that apply when you're looking at, you know, who's supporting who in, the, in this particular electorate? Um, I think we will get a, a, a much fuller picture of that in the, in the days and weeks ahead because... It looks like we're going to have two different pitches. We're going to have, as you said, Simon Coveney perhaps pitching himself as the social justice warrior who wants to, you know, heal Irish society after the economy has been healed. We have Leo Varadkar, the classic kind of European liberal, socially liberal, like David Cameron-esque, but then economically liberal as well. So there's a bit of a difference between the two of them. And I have heard it said amongst people who would you suspect of being on the conservative side of Fine Gael, you know, anti-abortion, probably were persuaded against their better judgment or what they're feeling to vote for the same-sex marriage referendum a couple of years ago, saying, well, I actually think that socially I might be more of a Coveney person or, you know, I might tally more, but that guy, Varadkar, his economic policies tally more of what I believe. So there are different aspects of the party that we may see come to the 
surface in the coming process. Well, I suppose that will all become clear in the next two weeks or so. But you can keep an eye on how things are progressing on Fiox Tracker, which you can find on irishtimes.com slash news slash politics. Thanks to Fiox for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back with you soon. Goodbye and thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.